Episode 255 for October 2013. This episode of the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by Dynamic Forces. Check out their website at dynamicforces.com. Dynamic Forces is the leader in autograph comics and collectibles, and they have autographs from Spider-Man legends and from key people in the comic industry, and marquee signatures including Spider-Man's co-creator Stan Lee and John Romita Jr. and Sr. An example of their cool products is on the Spider-Man Return of the Burglar. This hardcover reprints Amazing Spider-Man 193-200, to and it features the return of Spidey's biggest foe, the man who killed Uncle Ben. Now, Dynamic Forces has this in stock, and it features an autograph by John Romita Sr., who penciled the cover. And it comes with the Dynamic Forces Certificate of Authenticity. So check out our new sponsor, DynamicForces.com. Here comes that Spider-Man. Welcome back, gang. We're continuing to tackle message board questions and we'll finish them up right here. Spider-Man. It's a racist Five opinion. Whatever. Hey, f- hey, fellas. So to get this out of the way, I do have a joke I do about Spider-Man on stage. That re- Is this guy a comedian? What? Yeah, he's a comedian. He's a resident of sentence, Brad. Okay, uh, I do have a joke I do about Spider-Man stage that revolves around one more day. I'm the stand-up comedian, if you recall. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it, it answers my question. Uh, it goes over really well, but most can't believe that it actually happened at some point. Anyway, on to the question. He's not going to tell us the joke? I want to hear the joke, yeah. dude. Spider-Man, come on. I want to know what Nick I have Curry an awesome thinks. joke. You guys can't hear it, though. But the exactly. <laughs> Please, next month, ask a question and put the joke in there. I'll read it. Uh, for Kevin... You're going to skim Flash- over it like you skim over everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the joke is probably just like the... It, it hinges on people not knowing what happened in one more day because nobody outside the comic community does. Yeah. The punchline is probably, and Spider-Man made a deal with the devil. No, really, he did. Right. Yeah. Tip the waiter, try the veal. Uh, for Kevin, with uh, Flash Thompson's Venom series now officially defunct or canceled, how would you like to see Venom appear moving forward? Should he still be Flash? Should he be a hero or a villain? What does Open there's... Fury think about it? <laughs> uh, Josh is going to spend the rest of the episode saying to people, sorry, I don't mean to be condescending. Um, <laughs> but hashtag, what does Nick Fury think of it? <laughs> what does Nick Fury think of my behavior? <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, thinks, answer the question. He thinks you're a racist. Um, <laughs> anyway, wow, it's late. Um, it, I need a beer. There, I, I swear to God, I was going to drink beer during this podcast, but I could not find a bottle opener. It was really sad. Um, that would be much more fun by now. Um, anyway, uh official answer. There are different ways you could go with it that are equally valid. It depends on what stories people have. I don't know if uh, Venom's going to have a series or not. I don't know if he's got plans to be popping up after this superior arc. Um, There's more you can do with Flash as a hero as Venom. Personally, just you know, absolute personal bias here. I really want to see a scary villain Venom again. Um, It's been a long time since we've really had that. But... um, but yeah, it's just it's hard to say because there are different stories you can do with a lot of different things, and there's a lot of valid directions to go in. I'm I'm kind of over Flash Venom anyway. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind it if you weren't Venom anymore. I like I like that. The, the the point where Flash Venom jumped the shark for me was in like Secret yeah. Avengers, where he was about mm-hmm. to have sex with Valkyrie, and like they're in space, and the thing got blasted. So like he's naked in the vacuum of space, and his narration is, "I always knew I would die like this." <laughs> shrunk, into, sh- shrunk into the size of an ant 
naked in space, about to have sex with the goddess, trying to get my alien symbiote. I'm like, yeah, this is the guy from Amazing Fantasy 15. He's like, later, dweeb. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this, yeah, this is Flash Thompson. You know, this is the guy who, like, you know, battled alcoholism in the 90s. Now he's having sex with goddesses on satellites. Do we go back to Eddie Brock? Yes. I've been there, done that. Yeah, I gotta say no. I think uh, Eddie Brock is kind of tapped out at this point, and the whole toxin thing proves it. I, I have a storyline with Eddie Brock that's dying to be told, but you'll never hear it. Fair enough. <laughs> Eddie Brock, new character for the symbiote. I, I would want to see more done with Flash. Yeah. Uh, I I, I want to see a villain Venom again. I really do. We are Venom. Yeah. For Donovan, the clone saga is infamous at this point. But out of all the stories, which storyline would you say is the worst? And here's someone typing. Um, it depends because, like, I mean, a lot of them are just like lamely written. Uh, I know, I know, Josh like is like morally offended when Peter hit Mary Jane, and like, I, and, and there is every right to be so. For some reason, I just can't get that mad over it. Probably because I wasn't there when it happened. But that 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 might be it. Um, anything in the old Spider-Man Unlimited? I mean, honestly, none of that stuff that like gets me as upset as the modern stuff because like the '90s yeah. was bad all over. It's not just you know, oh, Spider-Man stuff. I mean, it was, it was the '90s. It was Marvel in the '90s. It was all like that. To the gang, what team do you feel Spider-Man works best as a member of? I personally think he's a better Fantastic Four member than an Avenger. I disagree. He did nothing in the Fantastic Four. Can you name anything he did in that book? Well, you need anything he did in the Avengers. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you just need a better writer, that's all. I mean, I not like that Spider-Man. Hickman was a bad writer, he just couldn't write Spider-Man. I'm not a fan of Spider-Man on any team, but I don't, I don't think it's ever been interesting. I, uh, Kevin, what do you think? I mean, you read FF with Spider-Man in it. Um, I'm I, like, of... I like Hickman, I like Hickman, but he didn't do anything. Um, yeah, I feel like when, when Hickman wrote him, like his dialogue and everything, it was good. There was like an issue that was... Like Peter and the Human Torch as roommates, and it was funny, but it wasn't like Spider-Man doing something on the team. So yeah, I feel like he he writes him well. He just he really didn't do anything with him in the end. There wasn't really a point for him to be there. But um, yeah, I mean he 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 has done some good stuff on the Avengers. I mean that Avengers versus X-Men issue that was just referenced, for example. Yeah. I think the only good Fantastic Four moment was Spider-Man of the Hickman run was when Johnny was thought dead and Johnny's, what was it, uh, hologram. hologram said, it, it needs to be Peter or somebody to replace me or be on the team. I thought that was, that was it cool. It needs that to be Peter or somebody. <laughs> and it, well, it, needs to be, it needs to be Spider-Man on the team. So I thought that was the best moment of this. Peter Parker, yeah, what other, years ago what other you team? my father in the Clone Wars. Now <laughs> it's how me Obi-Wan Kenobi reference are. What other teams has Spider-Man been on? I know there's, there's been others. I mean, probably every team. Is he's he on more than one Avengers team? He's in Mighty Avengers. He hasn't officially joined that team, but he's in the first issue. Yeah, that's 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 superior. I'm I'm thinking of uh, you know actual original recipe. <laughs> Classic Coke. <laughs> what about Crunchy? No Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> um, what was the group uh, in Web of Spider-Man 15 with? Uh, he was in the Outlaws. <laughs> he was in that uh, that, that <laughs> replacement Fantastic Four with like Ghost Rider and Wolverine. Yeah, the new Fantastic Four. Yeah, Ben Riley was in um, um, New Warriors. New Warriors. I remember yeah. that very well. Ben, okay, is if we're going with like which was first, Peter Parker would be original recipe, Ben Riley would be extra crispy, and Doctor Octopus is grilled. <laughs> and um, KFC moment. And um, honey barbecue. Wait, what would Ultimate <laughs> Peter be like? Fresh. Ultimate Peter's like popcorn. He's chicken. a little nugget. <laughs> okay, this is weird. We're comparing now. Uh, we're moving the on. Two a.m. Uh, Adam Parker, uh, four posts from Georgia. Uh, hey gang, would you be willing to record a commentary podcast? Listen last I, month. We, uh, yeah, listen to us last month. He asked you asked this question last month, and you also started. I think he, I think he did it two months ago too. I he? just checked. He's made four posts, and um, last month he asked it, and then a month before he posted a message board uh, topic about it. Okay, uh, we've kind of hit that one up. Uh, maybe for Amazing Spider-Man two. So you don't have to ask us another. Please don't ask the same question uh, next month because we've kind of answered it already. Yeah, we do appreciate the interest, but the. Uh, 
yeah. our answer's probably not going to change. You seem really right. interested. <laughs> why don't you, Adam? Why don't you record one? He loves us too much. He well, can't answer. Okay. Waiting for a response. Come on, come on, Adam. Tony, that was awesome. Uh, Spider Nerd, uh, let's see. If you give a simple question, what are you expecting out of the Goblin plot in Superior? Disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I expect another panel or two next month in issue 19 with nothing happening. He's going to dress up like the Demo Goblin, and then he's going to dress up like Jack <laughs> and he's gonna dress There you go. Oh, yeah. dress up as, I can't get his attention as the Green Goblin, but I'll get his attention as the... What's the end game? I don't understand. It turned out there's <laughs> a whole Goblin cosplay group thing, and it just went horribly overboard. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Herbie, uh, Herbie Poppenecker from No Location. Uh, what are your hopes for the return of Peter Parker? Thoughts on the collusion of Breaking Bad? I'm going to take my headset off because I just started no. the show. Oh, I don't... That's a lot of spoilers for Josh. We don't want to. Oh, no, I'll just take I, the headset off. Type in the window when I can come back. No, no, no. You're okay. good, Josh. I'm just going to say I thought it was really good. That's, okay. that's all I need to say. I, I would concur. The Breaking Bad finale was uh, a perfect ending, unlike the Dexter. I was just about to ask that because I, I have not seen. People have rage quitted about the Dexter one. I Dexter haven't seen the last two seasons of Dexter yet. I will eventually, but I was really disappointed with the sixth one. Yeah, Dexter just uh, was awful as an ending. Just really, really bad. And I loved Dexter all the way up to this season. So, uh, Breaking Bad, epic show. I started in August. I, I went through the seasons. And just It's one of my top five shows of all time. Loved it. Uh, Return of Peter Parker. Who knows? <laughs> Quality. We want call. We want, we want call. Uh, like I said, what I'm hoping for is it needs to be Peter's victory. It, it can't yeah. be like I could, it's been mentioned on the board before. Like, what if Scarlet Spider, or like someone, or Venom helps him? It's I want Peter to do this. I want it to be his uh, moment to shine. What do you think of Peter as the Goblin? Do you think Peter's in the Goblin suit? I don't no. see Mark why Wake Peter would be taking over Spider-Man House of M back. Right. What? Mark Wade called. He wants Spider-Man House of M back. Oh. Well, and then. Sometime that after that, I'm pretty sure Tom DeFalco called about Amazing Spider-Girl. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't see why Peter Parker would have taken over 51% of organized crime in New York. What, what sense does that make? That's true. Lockdown from Illinois, this is Ryan. Uh, Brad, first of all, congrats of 13 years at your day job. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. My question for you, since you're a father like me to a three-year-old, how do you go about showing what types of comics to Ava? For Tyler, I show him all ages books like Molly Danger, Spider-Man Adventures, Spider-Girl, and X-Men Adventures, since I don't want to expose him to the seriousness of comics until he's just a little bit older. Um, she reads these, uh, the golden books by Marvel, um... That has Spider-Man. I also have a uh, storybook of Spider-Man stories. It's penciled by Todd Nock. Uh, It's pretty cool. Uh, It's a big hardback book I got at Sam's. Um, She likes to look at the covers of my comics because I I keep them in a stack by the recliner, and she'll go over and look at my covers. And she thought it was absolutely hysterical this month. The cover of Superior Foes of Spider-Man with uh, Benjamin Franklin with a... uh, Thing over his mouth mm. uh, <laughs> with a piece of tape over his mouth. She just said, ha ha, look at his mouth. <laughs> she just thought <laughs> the cover was absolutely hysterical. And she actually took it out of the bag and the board, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> I instantly have to put it back. I regret everything. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't let her read it. It's a future it. issue of Collectors I know. By, by Eddie and Kristen. There you go. Uh, let's see, Kevin, since we both were fans of uh, Rick Springfield, uh, no, Rick Reinders, <laughs> it's late, I was thinking of Rick Springfield, uh, Jesse's girl, since we were both fans of Rick Remender's run on Venom, where do you think Cullen, Cullen Bunn went wrong when he took over? Well, I don't know what I said wrong at what point to make you think that I'm a fan of Rick Remender's run on Venom, um, I didn't dislike it, I thought it was okay, um, I think Rick Remender delivered more of what we want from a Venom book with uh, Flash Thompson, but I've just never really gotten into Rick Remender's writing in general. Um, His X-Force stuff was awesome. Dude. See, I thought everybody loves that, and I read the whole thing, and I thought it was kind of okay. Um, and I read the first four issues of Uncanny Avengers and 
strongly dislike was that, the, was that the title where, like, you got in a controversy with Havoc saying, like, you know, you can't use the word mutant, that's our word? Yeah, yeah. and that was after I dropped it. That book isn't that great. Um, and then, like, he got on the war on Twitter about that. It was really weird. Yeah, but anyway, my uh, point is, I don't, I don't want you to have the, uh, I don't want you to have the mistaken impression I'm a fan. I just didn't hate it. Um, with Cullen Bunn's, uh, Cullen Bunn went wrong as soon as he latched on to the Hell storyline as his big thing he was starting with, um, because he he took he took the Circle of Four and ran with it, and the Circle of Four was the only thing that truly sucked out of uh, Remender's Venom run. I don't think the Philadelphia story worked either. I, I'm saying when he went wrong. not <laughs> He continued wrong. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> he went wrong with doing the Monsters of Evil thing first, which is you know one of the worst titles I've ever heard. Uh, it hinged on a characterization of Hellstorm so bad that he, thank God, just this month retconned it to where uh, that Hellstorm is a double. Um, yeah. Thank you, Cullen Bunn. Seriously, I appreciate the crap out of that. Um, yeah, I think he just kind of... He's... Whereas Remender did a good job of going into the character of Flash Thompson and making that what it was all about, Bunn has done more of just the surface of Flash Thompson, and the subtext became text. Instead of making things subtle, we would see... Um, oh, if we got a drug metaphor, here's an actual freaking needle. Um he was just beating me over the head instead of doing subtext uh, and also focusing too much on the hell stuff that didn't work for it to begin with. That said, I do think in the past couple of issues since he's been canceled, uh, he's kind of reclaimed it a bit and the story with uh, like Jack-O-Lantern and Mania has actually been quite entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it went wrong when we got had less Betty Brant. Mm-hmm. I, I I like Betty Brant in the book. I thought she, she had a great role. I also liked uh, the Jack O' Lantern in the top, and the, he was also using B and C list Spider Man villains like uh, the Fly, etc. And uh, I I just thought that worked yeah. in the early issues. Part of that though, you can't really lay at Colin Bunn's feet because it has uh, it's been Steve Wacker's stated intention to. Uh, move these characters out into the wider world, um, mm. which is why we have Scarlet Spider in Houston, and it was his push to move Venom to another city. Um, I yeah. think Bun chose Philadelphia. I'm not sure. It was either Wacker or or Bun, but either way, Wacker was the one that told him he, he needs to go to another city. Um, yeah. And I think you know that necessitated uh, you don't have that supporting cast there anymore because you can't move them all from New York. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, Bertoni, are there any supporting cast members of Todd DeZango? Does, how do you say it? DeZago? DeZago. And Mike Ringo's uh, run you missed from Sensational Spider-Man that you'd like to cover in Bertoni's bios? I didn't. Billy Waters is the only one I know of. that. They and, created, and the right? little deaf girl that lived next yeah. door? Um, yeah. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> um, those were supporting characters that were best left forgotten. Billy Waters was, like, really, really weird. He was, like, such a whiner, like, oh, you know, Peter, you know, don't you want to be my friend? Why aren't you spending time with, like, he was, like, such a high-maintenance friend. Like, I mean, Peter's friends should be pissed that, like, he doesn't hang out with them, but, like, even Harry, you know, like, even Harry wouldn't get that whiny when, like, Peter would ditch him and stuff. Like, Billy Mm -hmm. Waters was just like, "Hmm." from now on, Peter, we are no longer friends. We are just co-workers. I told myself (laughs) I wouldn't cry. I told myself I wouldn't cry. Wow. A lot of baggage with him. Uh, Donovan, do you think Dan Slott's much-rumored Silver Surfer series will be a series that Dan can actually write Norrin as a compelling character, or will he be doing a little too much She-Hulk in the book, even though I really enjoyed She-Hulk? Uh, it, depends on how, it depends on how close Dan Slott is to those characters. I, th- I think that like, if he has a bit of distance, he can do well. Although I, I, I'm not the guy that you know be consulted on for expertise on Norrin Red or... Uh, Jennifer Walters, but I mean, again, like you know, Slot is a good writer, so you know, there's always a chance that this will be good. But it depends on how, much, how you know how closely he holds those characters to his heart, to like you know where the continuity porn and the annoyance character bits come in. Chris, the way we're going uh, with uh, digital media, do you think readers will soon uh, turning to more digital downloads to save more moolah on comics, since they tend to be cheaper if you wait a few weeks, like on sites like Comicsology? Well, 
Honestly, lately, it's more like if you wait a year, they they drop in price in Comixology. It used to be, you know, a couple issues back, you could get it for $2 instead of 4 But now it's, you know, I mean, they don't ever seem to be dropping, or if they are, it's months and months yeah. after the fact. And I'm sure the reason they do that is because the um, retailers still have so much pull that they're not letting anybody compete with their prices. Um, but... You know, Comixology does do the 99-cent Marvel sales on Mondays. That are always just some random run of Marvel comics is going to be is 99 cents for every issue, yeah. and it's 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 pretty good. I uh, bought all of the Hickman Fantastic Four stuff that way, and a lot of X-Men stuff that way. And so, I, I for me, yes, I you know, if you take advantage of it and you're opportunistic enough, you can uh, get things cheaper digitally. Um, how do you read it, Chris? Is it on like a tablet or what? I read it on my laptop. Okay. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm on the run, sometimes I read things on the phone, and it works pretty well because you can zoom in on a panel. But uh, normally, I just sit at my laptop. And really, all other than price, another mi- big reason I do it digitally for the most part is space. It it just is really nice not having paper books everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, but. On the other hand, it, there are advantages to the paper books. I really do think the art looks better on paper than it does on a screen. But, um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think people are going to be turning more to digital downloads for for those reasons. Well, I mean, it helps the comic, comic industry. It's the modern uh, yeah. newsstand, you know? Yeah, you know, I, I, have a, I, I have a comic store that's literally on the way back from... Uh, my work to my home, and I, I almost I, I feel bad about it, but I never go in because I can just um, often on Wednesdays I can just download the week's comics right in the morning and read them while I'm having my breakfast, and it's just that much more convenient. I I, I like it. Uh, Big Al from Edgeware. Don uh, Donovan knows Batman, and Jr. wrote an essay about Spider-Man's father figures. How do you think Jim Gordon would measure up as a father figure for Peter Parker? After all, he's vaguely similar to Captain Stacy. I suppose. Um, well, I mean, as, as cool of a character as Gordon is, I think he's he just he because of the world he lives in, he tends to be a bit rougher. So he might be a bit of a stronger support uh, father figure to Peter than George Stacy was. But I mean, it will also depend on you know how he if he sees just Peter Parker or if he knows Peter Parker is Spider Man. Because if he knows, I mean, then again, like you know, it's like you know, can Gordon live in a world with superheroes? So like, there's some like butterfly effects. In a world. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, to everyone, in an earlier Spider-Man history, the one with the answer, J.R. said Marvel didn't want Spider-Man to date Felicia because readers couldn't relate to him having a regular girlfriend. Various creators felt Peter's marriage also made him unrelatable. What does Peter have? What does Peter has to be so that readers can actually relate to him? This is begging for an obnoxious answer, but it's actually true. Because <laughs> there, there was always that quote where, where Casada said, now that he's single, he can, you know, stay up late and, you know, look at porn on his computer like everyone does. Like, do you all remember that? No. Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you no. serious? I'm not making this. That, that, was, that was a famous quote. Like, I'm not, it's not that late, is it? Like, he, he legit said that. I, th- I think that, like, the, the, there's also, like, the whole vicariously living off of him thing, but they don't want Peter to be, like, some, I don't think they want Peter Parker to be somebody to to look up to, and that's not to say that you know they they want Peter Parker to be a bad guy, but like they don't want Spider if if Spider Man is seen as somebody that you like kind of look up to, then he's not relatable because someone to aspire to might be someone that that's, that's too and you can't invest your time into somebody that you don't relate to. So I think that there's that bit of a disconnect. I well, and I think that it also kind of smacks of uh, <laughs> this is probably too insulting. Um, Just it, but go ahead. It's. <laughs> It sounds very much like they think of their readers as just sad sack single people living in their mother's basements. And those people can't possibly relate to somebody in a happy relationship. They think they're just going to resent that. So Peter Parker needs to be sad and single. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, I think that's living the, in Aunt May's house. I think that the relate to Peter thing, that's like a quote that's used and it's 
it's taken way too seriously by the fans, and I think that some fans, like, anytime Peter does something that they don't like that's outrageous, like, it, they, like, use it as, aha, Marvel, you said you want Peter to be relatable, but in last issue, you know, he went into outer space in another dimension. So which is it, Marvel? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, dude, like, ch- ch- chill out. <laughs> Let's see, Bertoni and your Gwen articles and on other podcasts, you've mentioned that you didn't think Gwen and Peter would have lasted had she lived. Did you mean that from a creative standpoint or an in-universe? If the latter, could you elaborate? I okay. mean it from both. Um, in universe, it's I, I had it all laid out, but like basically there was Karen Page. They were they, they say well yeah Karen Pages. Well in universe, like they weren't and and I'll I'll say it from the in universe and then from the creative. Um, as soon as I do this, Walter White cough. <coughs> um, <laughs> I've been trying to mute a lot of those. Some of them have been have been muted. Some of them did not get muted on time. So I apologize, listeners. You've heard me like decaying over the course of the show. Remember, in universe, White cough if there's blood. <laughs> no promises. Um, in universe, Peter and Gwen were not communicating. Like, look at the issue where she goes to um, London with her uh, uncle, and like she's basically trying to like trick, like you know, lead Peter into a proposal, and Peter is like. There's a scene with them, and like she's about to leave the country, and she's like trying to get in the play's hand, and they're just not communicating. And there are so many scenes of them like that. Now, when I was younger and I was reading those, I took it more seriously. Now I'm realizing, well, of course they weren't communicating. Of course they were screwing up. They were kids, you know, like they're twenty years old. Yeah, they they were twenty years old, but like they're. In the first issue of Sins Past, like, Peter Zach Wensgrave, he's like, oh, Gwen, why didn't you tell me about, you know, this letter? We used to be able to talk about anything. And I was like, you lying, liar, liar. <laughs> from lying, liar. <laughs> but uh, th- there was a distance between them. And the Gwen clone in the Clone Saga, like, when she's remembering the original Gwen's memory, she says that, like, after Peter died, like, she had to confide in Miles Warren like, for, like, grief and advice, because she didn't feel connected to Peter anymore. And while that's a weird retcon, I could totally believe it reading those issues. Peter was always, like, think he didn't he didn't trust her. He was always, like, she's cheating on me with Flash Thompson. That storyline happened, like, two or three times. Yep. Walter, Walter Wright coming. <coughs> um, and uh, from a creative standpoint, it's it's just what happened, you know? Like, it's... You know, Karen Page moved on. Um, well, well, Pepper Potts moved on. Jane Foster moved on. It's the the hero would just get a new girlfriend to be the creative foil. Gwen Stacy, I've said this before, would have just been another Betty Brandt had she not died. Like an ex girlfriend from Peter's past who's still a member of the supporting, and she wouldn't be wearing her Halloween costume. Like, everyone thinks that because she died in that outfit, she wore it all the time. She'd still be around in the modern books wearing different clothing. <laughs> I'm talking crazy. That's funny. To everyone, uh, aside from Demousey, are there any elements from other Spider-Man media, from the TV, the film, the video games that you'd like to see incorporated into the 616 canon? I think Morbius would not have been canceled if he had suckers on his arms. <laughs> Ms. Lion. No. No. Um, <laughs> that, that dog was annoying, dude. Dude, that dog was the jet. <laughs> That dog was the shit. No, I'm sorry, the dog shit. I'm sorry. I'm to, I, I, that's a good question. I, I honestly like, because I like him. How about Mr. Dick? How about Mr. Dickovich? That was going to be my answer. He, he, he was in um, Brand New Day. He was? Yes, Betty Brandt sold him one of Peter's shirts. Oh, no, Michelle Gonzalez did. Oh, okay. Uh, MSL. <laughs> that's the best I can do. I don't know. Uh, good question, though. You know, Spider-Man doesn't have a Harley Quinn, you know? The, like, a, like a goofy female villain? I, I think like he a, means like, like a, a character from other media that's like joined. Exactly. I just don't know. I mean, it's a good question, but like, I leg- I'm trying yeah. to think. Okay, like, we, we've seen like the storylines done well against like, Spectacular Spider-Man, but like, I'm not sure if like, there's any like new elements that they brought in. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. I, I don't like it when those things are brought into the comics because then it just becomes like the comics trying to ape the very material that adapted them. Yeah. And then, like, you have well, cases like in Batman where, like, characters' status quos are changed, like, just to match the animated series. 
You know, I take that back about Harley Quinn. Firestar started on Amazing Friends and is now a Marvel regular hero. Granted, she doesn't interact with Spider-Man that much, but she started in a medium and, and was so popular that got in, uh, introduced in the 616 canon. Firestar is an... Yeah, I'll argue in favor of you can bring in elements from other media because Jimmy Olsen started in the yeah. Superman radio show, as I believe did Kryptonite. Um, Chloe Sullivan is a great character that they tried to introduce into Superman before the reboot, and she's since been rebooted away. Um, uh, the the character bad. Diggle from uh, the Arrow TV show has already been introduced into the Green Arrow comic, and there's there are some good ones, but for, I guess Spider Man is such already a tight, well-told mythos, when you adapt it to other media, you don't really need to add people like that. So there just haven't been. Uh, in terms of uh, their personalities, how would you explain the fundamental differences between Eddie Brock Venom, Doc, and Norman Osborn as Spider-Man villains? Norman Osborn is, is Batcrap insane. Dr. Octopus is a megalomaniac. Narcissist, yeah. And Eddie Brock is, is legitimately a homicidal maniac. Who thinks that he's doing the right thing? Yeah, Kevin and Brad. Since I can't ask him directly, yes, well, you can. Not? Press the PM button. <laughs> what does George like or hate doing more—the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon or the porn reviews? I think he likes doing both. That's why he does them. I can, I can give you one guess as to what he might, might like more in comparison to watching a show that he never wanted to see and watching a pornography. <laughs> Steve Rogers, New York. Uh, Wish some of you guys may adhere to New York Comic Con this weekend. That would be fun. Kev, we were discussing Kevin's Vendit before. Well, Kevin would love to come back. He doesn't like crowds, though. That would be awkward. Uh, that's a question for JR. He's not here. Josh, aside from the guy in J. Jonah's club uh, with a rather distinct hairdo, who are some of the most inauspicious or obscurant whew, characters to be made into a Spider-Man comic book character? He's talking about Norman Osborn. He was, like, cameoed in... Um J. Jonah Jameson's Club. I had to, like... I'm forgetting some obvious ones, but I had to write this down because I knew I would forget. So let me look at this list. Okay. Seymour O'Reilly, um, who, like, there's a Seymour in the background once or twice mentioned in the Dicko run. Uh. And when SpiderFan.org was, like, basically... Um, they would help Mark Miller proofread his um, Marvel Knights Spider-Man stuff, and they said, all right, I need a high school character to kill off. And they pulled Seymour, um, this, like, character in the background once or twice, gave him the last name O'Reilly, so he got killed off. Um, Pat O'Liffey and Kurt Busiek took Sally Avril, like, a two- or three-panel character from Amazing Fantasy 15. In fact, she, she didn't even have a last name. She was just Sally. And um, they expanded her into a, a very, very important character. Oh, my um, God, she was! Oh, my God, Geek! <laughs> um, one of the random aliens from Amazing Spider-Man number two turned out to be Mysterio. <coughs> and uh, Bertoni turned out to be Walter White. And um, a girl in the background of Amazing Spider-Man number four, the Sandman issue, was later retconned into being Jessica Jones. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. with, with the pulse or the alias or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Puny Parker, our last person asking a question uh, says what do you think will happen in Superior Spider-Man number 20 where Marvel's saying that it will change everything we know about Spider-Man and it has Spock and Felicia on the cover I'm really worried. Leonard Nimoy's on the cover? Yeah. Okay. He's Vulcan mind-melding Felicia. Is that what you call it? Yeah. I've uh, actually, <laughs> I, I said this on the Facebook group and um, I, I was half joking but like part of me is wondering what if Superior Spider-Man gets somebody pregnant. Oh. <laughs> Good lord. I didn't even think of that. that uh, like, and and what are the implications of that? Like, who, like who's technically the father? You know, Peter or Ock? Right. Or Let, let's go to our attorney. Uh, have to ask. Chris, will they have to pay child support? <laughs> well, Brad... <laughs> <laughs> This has great comedic timing. <laughs> yeah, that 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 that's what we call in the biz a uh, a stupid question. Oh. <laughs> Not, I'm yeah. just kidding. It's it's all in fun. Um, but there is no law on point. 
All right. And another thing, uh, have you ever felt that you like the writing of a character from a writer, but you don't like his stories? Like me with Norman, I like how Bendis wrote them, but the stories were terrible. Or with JMS, I the question. I love how he wrote Mary Jane and Peter and May, but the Spider-Man Totem Animal Kingdom stuff, I like how that's called, was excessive. Basically, I like, like, did you like how characters were portrayed, but not like the plots in which they were portrayed in? Like, for example, did you like Spider-Man in a slot issue, but you didn't like the fact that, that Spider-Man was doing something? Here, here, here's my answer. I, I thought Sins Past was told well, but I didn't like what happened in it, if that makes any sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I liked it up until the last few parts. I thought that it got really bizarre at the end. I don't like what happened in uh, One More Day. I didn't like the story, but I thought it was told okay. If that makes sense. No, I, I'll, I'll agree with you because I think that like yeah. as funny as Peter Parker was, like I, I I kind of sympathize with the position he was put in at least. Yeah. I mean, there's parts of it I liked, but I don't like what happened. I, I, I understand your question where you're getting at, Puny Parker. But uh, any any other stories that you guys can think of? Um, hey, how about Devin Grayson, Don, since you were reading her last night? Uh, maybe later. Not, 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 not as of now, because I like the JMS run. Kevin, you got any? Um, I think I might say some of, um, like, the return of Spider-Man Clone Saga stuff. I really liked the way they were writing Ben, but a lot of the stories were kind of stupid. Um, like, the villains he was fighting at first, when it was all, like, the Return of Spider-Man banner, it's, like, Sludge Monster and Girl I've Never Heard Of and Girl I've Never Heard Of number two, and... Are you talking about when Ben Riley t- had the, sp- uh, the... I guess the uh, Spider-Girl cost- Spider costume, or what... Are you talking about after they did the... Yeah, it was, been, it was his first okay. time in the in the I Spider-Man costume. All the books I were branded it. the yeah. return of... Right, right, right. Blah, blah, blah. A lot of, some of those stories were very good. Like, Sensational, I think, under Dan Jurgens was always great. Um, but a lot of the other ones, like, they were they were writing the character great. I dug him, but the stuff they were putting him up against was just crap. I mean, we're, this it got into a point of swarm, Brad. We had swarm. Oh, we know. <laughs> yeah, we did have swarm. What swarm, Kevin? Nazi skeleton <laughs> covered in bees. Yeah, wow, it must be late. The enthusiasm for that statement has gone down. He's <laughs> <laughs> a Nazi skeleton covered in bees. <laughs> to this day, when, no. To this day, whenever I see Swarm, I, I think of Kevin. Me too. I instantly <laughs> like, like too, he showed yeah. up in like Wolverine and the X Men, and I like was instantly like, oh, Kevin. Um, <laughs> if, if there is one thing I never wanted to be associated with, it is Swarm. There's characters who are forever associated with crawl space people just because of how much time we spent around each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, Betty Brandt cannot be mentioned without it being Josh. And Norman is JR. Yeah. Ben Riley is Zach. Yeah. Stegron is George. Stegron is yeah. George. Have, who's mine? Do I have one? Black Cat. Uh, milk baths. <laughs> to your great shame. Uh, I think I'm for me, anytime I see or hear like the Hulk and Spider-Man together, I always think of you. Oh yeah, yeah, that's my fave. Uh, Chris, do you have a story that you you hate to like? I don't. I don't know if that's a word. Um. I I don't think so because if if I like the. Uh, Mixed emotions when you read them, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really think of a story where I thought, wow, this is just a good, great read, but I hate what's happening. Because if it's a great read, I'm usually happy. I don't have a sort of, I guess, a, a preconceived notion of what should and should not happen in a story. So mm-hmm. if it's if it's entertaining me, if it's mi- giving me something to think about, then I'm usually quite happy. So uh, I would say that I don't have an answer to that question. I know. I, 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 I got one. Um, what's that? Red Hood and the Outlaws was shit. But Jason Todd was written very well. Hmm. All right. uh, Bertone, did you have one? I can't think of one at the moment. Usually if I hate the way, if I like the way a character's written, I can get around everything else. Usually. Okay. Real quick, recommendations. Uh, Don, you got anything? I've been reading a ton of comics in the past month. You read a ton of Night Nightwing, right? <laughs> Him and I, I read, last night over the phone. I, I read I read uh, Charlie Niemeyer, who runs the uh, Superman and the Bronze Age podcast, and Charlie's Geekcast. He uh, was selling his Nightwing run, so I read all seventy issues of the Dixon run. 
I read uh, uh, the, some of the specials and, and miniseries, and then uh, and then um, Josh sent me some uh, Demigration comics, her her entire run, and like that was awesome. And and like uh, Demigration's run in particular, I really loved. But there is, the, but until issue ninety three, and I'm not going to get into it now unless you want to know, Brad. But but like, like <laughs> oh, tell him it'll be a fun podcast moment. Go ahead. What what happened in Nightwing ninety three? Tevin, you know about this, right? Yes. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I, I already learned that Chewbacca died by a moon crash. Honestly, I, what I, else I'm looking at this for the listeners because I want it to be funny to hear. Basically, All right. Night, uh, Dick Grayson, the former Robin Nightwing, went through this born again storyline where like his apartment was blown up and the, uh, a crime boss knew his identity, and he was driven to such a, a desperate moral ebb where he basically allowed a vigilante to kill somebody when he had the power to stop someone being killed and he had an emotional breakdown like, like a legitimate psychological emotional breakdown Did he become the spider no he became oh, a rape worse. victim because what? because what? the woman who <laughs> the woman who killed the, the crime boss then legitimately I'm not even kidding. Proceeded to rape him, and then he followed her around basically as this like this like zoned out zombie sex slave for the next like six months. <laughs> Great. This, this you're laughing at this. What this run was so good, and then like the moment that happened, it went from like zero to a hundred in terms of crap. I was astonished how bad that went, like it's, in, instantaneously. Like night and day, it was said online. It wasn't rape. It just wasn't consensual. That's rape. Yeah, definitely. Non-consensual. Now, now this is totally off. I mean, who cares? That 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 idea of a of a male being raped is a good idea for a storyline, I would think, because I don't think I've ever seen that done. It's Nightwing's but, second time getting raped too. No, he's been raped twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it was like it was like a superior time. Spider-Man type rape. Um, this shapeshifter oh, no. named Mirage pretended to be Starfire back when Nightwing and Starfire were living together, and like had sex with Nightwing for a week. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this, this, this was much more traumatic. He was actually saying, like in in the one that Don's talking about, he was actually saying, "No, get off of me! You drugged me." And she poisoned him, and he threw up afterwards. It, it was dark, but yeah, up, up to the, up to that point, on that Nightwing was very good, especially the Dixon and McDaniel run. Um, also, uh, going back to Marvel, uh, Hawkeye. I bought the first two trades of Hawkeye by Matt Fraction, and then I stopped. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried. I really tried. Oh, finally, somebody doesn't like Hawkeye. Oh my I, goodness! It's not that I don't like it, but like I, I am, it's, I don't find it nearly as engaging as like the world seems to. I mean, this book has universal acclaim, and the art's really good. I don't. Get it? I mean, it's 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 fine. It's, it's, it's music, okay, Aaron. But it's yeah. No, sorry. I I don't. I I'm not trying to pick a fight. I legitimately don't see what makes it like, like like the better than sex kind of comic book that I've heard from people. Um, on the other hand, Daredevil. I've I've caught yeah. the uh, the Wade run. And granted, I I hate the, the Spider-Man Black Hat issues, but the Wade run's been crushing it. I yeah. love the whole uh, fourth volume with um the spot and bringing Milan Donovan back in and Foggy mm-hmm. fog kicking him out of the, the law office. Spoilers. But, um, I, Daredevil is my favorite book in Marvel right now. I, and I love Daredevil. And he's like one of the, one of the characters that like, except for the Diggle run that I hear, like has been written so good, like on a, on a fairly consistent basis. It's like, yeah. I, I love that character. And, and Wade's really been, really been doing right by him. Sorry. I, I, I agree a hundred percent on that. I don't think Wade's Hulk run is as strong as his Daredevil run. It's a good thing I never read it. Yeah, it's not... Uh, it had promise, and it's kind of... He threw the Hulk back in time to fix time problems. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> when you think of time time traveling, you don't think of Doctor Who, you think of the Hulk. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hulk smash time! Uh, <laughs> the, the Hulk, again, a character that hasn't been written consistently in 10, 20 years. Um, oh. Anything else? Really, it hasn't. Um... Ever since Peter David, we're screwed. I, I, I mean, like, you know, Supernatural season premiere was this week, but besides that, that, that might be it. Cool. Uh, Kev, recommendation, sir. Sure, Brad, since you asked. Um, <laughs> is going? What are you drinking, Kev? I mean... <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> it's 
swear to God, there you go. Pepsi. Um, I recommend Pepsi, first off. After that, um, I tell you what, we've recommended this on this podcast before. I don't remember if I have, but I know other people have. I'm just going to renew since I read a new issue yesterday. Thor, God of Thunder. Oh, man, um, yeah. Dear yeah. crap... <laughs> Jason Aaron seems intent to prove not only that there's never been a better Thor writer, but that there probably never will be a better Thor writer. It, it's one of those situations where, I think we talked about earlier how uh, Mark Bagley or John Romita Jr., one or the other, or both, seem to have been born to draw Spider-Man. I feel like there are certain people that are born for a certain character, like Mark Texiera and Javier Salteres were born for Ghost Rider. That's uncontestable. Jason Aaron quite clearly was born for Thor. There is... I I cannot imagine a better pairing. The guy just absolutely gets it and gets what kind of stories are the most fun and engaging with the character, and he just writes them really freaking well. And thankfully, he's been paired with great art partners so far. We had Asad Rabiq first, and now I've got Ron Garney following up just really well. Um... I love this book. I've never been that into Thor. I enjoyed JMS's run. Um, this is the first time that I've cared about Thor as a character, though. I think Jason Aaron has finally made me give a crap about the character of Thor. Anyway, um, moving on. Um, yeah. What else? What else? I have like five other things I feel like. The Blacklist, new TV show with mm. uh, James Spader on NBC, I think. Ultron. Is, yep. Hmm? It is. It's NBC. He's Ultron now. Yes, oh, he yeah, is Ultron. Ultron. Um, really entertaining show. It's the best like uh, case of the week type show that I've seen come along in a few years. Um, James Spader, of course, great performance. Uh, if you liked him on Boston Legal, uh, he's you know great actor, and he's got a good fusion of the, of sort of that uh, case of the week and this sort of Hannibal Lecter thing going on with him. Um, And it's also got... uh, The female lead has very much an alias thing going on where she's finding out everything about her life is a lie. Um, So it's got good ongoing intrigue to it. And I'm enjoying it a lot. A lot more than I expected, honestly. I've got three episodes waiting on my DVR to start. Yeah. uh, Definitely give it a look. I... I hope I'm not proven wrong by future episodes by the time this comes out. I watched the pilot of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland tonight. Pretty good stuff. Um, you got uh, Naveen Andrews, Saeed from Lost, playing Jafar. You've got um, John Lithgow voicing the, the rabbit. I mean, you, pff, come on, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> so they did a pretty good job with that. Um, also, since uh, you'll find out listening to this podcast pretty soon that we're moving to a new style with uh, Spider Satellites where I'm only going to review the books that came out last month so I no longer spoil Brad or anyone else that gets their mail order comics monthly. Um, So I'm not going to get to talk about these until next month. So I'm going to go ahead and recommend, believe it or not, the all-new X-Men special um, I read last week. Is that Arms of the Octopus crossover with an Incredible Hulk or an Indestructible Hulk special and a Superior Spider-Man special? Shockingly entertaining. I actually, really? I actually quite enjoyed that book. Um, it was. A, I almost debated not ordering it. It was a such a better team-up book than we've been getting from uh, Superior Spider-Man team-up or Avenging Spider-Man. Um, I, I really liked it, and it's an engaging story. And I legit don't know if that's Doctor Octopus in the story at this point. And that's pretty cool. Um, I would also, we've kind of talked about this already, I recommend you save your money if you haven't bought Marvel Knight Spider-Man yet. Don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> Stay away. Walk away. Unless you want to get high and read it. Dear Lord, yeah. Um, literally, there's no plot. It's it's just tripping for 22 Is it three ninety nine or two ninety nine? It is three ninety nine. Woof! Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I'll I'll review those uh, further next month. But I just want to go ahead and get those uh, those uh, recommendations out of the way for you. <laughs> for Tony, what do you got? Season three of Scandal had their uh, well. It's, it'll probably be two or three. It'll probably be like five episodes into the season by the time you hear this. But as of this recording, um, the season premiere was last week, and oh my gosh, was that a thrill ride! Like, I really hope that they can keep this momentum up. Um, I've been digging Scandal. I got into it last year, but this, like, 
this ramped up the game. That is, if you're not watching the show, um, watch it. It's awesome, you know, despite some few contrivances. Let's see, what else am I liking? I, I, I'm not going to recommend Breaking Bad just because everyone does it, and it's, it's redundant at this point, but I have started watching it. Great, there goes my recommendation. <laughs> Didn't you recommend it last month? I well, did, but I did, but I'm going to recommend it again this month because I went through all the way to the finale, and it's one of the best shows well, I've ever well, watched. You can, you can still recommend it. I'm not going to stop. Not you. now. I just did. <laughs> we'll do it again. It's your damn show. Uh, let's see. Um, I've been following up on what Kevin said, you know, uh, if you want to save your money. Um, all new X Men: The Water Bottle Saga has been interesting, but like this crossover, Battle of the Atom or whatever, uh, I'll save you all like the twenty dollars right now and sum it up for you. You got to go back to the future. I don't want to go back to the future. Well, you have to go back to the future, but we don't want to go back to the future. Send them back to the future. Well, we're not going back to the future, but you should go back to the future. Well, I'm not going back to the future. Dude, I've been loving this crossover. It's just them arguing about going back and then they're, <laughs> hey, they're going and back they to the past. Let's get your details right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's been it's had a lot of good twists with what's going you know, on, uh, Mister. Yeah. What's going on with the Sometimes future X Men? Sometimes they have the argument on an island. Sometimes they have the argument <laughs> all being chased. Sometimes they have the argument in X Men Mansion. <laughs> I think they've done a very good job of uh, bringing together the different teams here and clashing them and giving them just reasons to clash and introducing more X Men for a different time. I'm thinking, I've been absolutely loving the crossover. Every single issue has been one of my first reads every week. I've, I haven't read any of I, them. I let them pile up, and I read, like, four parts at once, and in reading four parts at once, the repetitiveness, like, really hit me. Because, like, it it would just, like, they move to a new location and they argue some more. Otherwise, I've been liking the whole, um, you know, X-Men out of time thing. That's kind of been fun. <coughs> Um, but I, I was having a delay issue, so I think I interrupted you one time there, so sorry, Kevin, I didn't mean to do that. No, I, um, I don't know. Okay. Anything else? I'm thinking. Um, I really, really want to recommend a book that I was sent to review, but I am not allowed to admit that I had it. But it is awesome, and next month um, I'll... The I can't wait to read it. The non-disclosure agreement will probably be gone, and I could talk about it. But yeah, that's awesome. I don't recommend Comixology's update, because it updated on my Kindle without me letting it. And um, now I can't read any of my books, because it crashes. So, yay, Comixology. That's not good. Not good. Yeah. Anything else, sir? Um, I'm going to MineCon at the end of the month, so if anybody's there, um, I'll be the one being dragged around by two kids. (laughs) All right, Chris, what do you got for this month? Huh. Well, comics. You recommend sleep? Yeah. <laughs> Comics-wise, um, I think I've actually dropped more books than I've read this What'd month. What'd you drop? What'd you drop? Well, I uh, going along with what you were saying earlier, Brad. Um, Indestructible Hulk just isn't as yeah. good as uh, it was when it started, and the yep. time travel plot pretty much uh, made me decide that this was not worth going forward on. Um, the art's rough too, isn't it? The art's really rough. Yeah, I liked it when uh, Walter Simonson was drawing a few issues. That was good. Yeah. But uh, since then, it hasn't been anything special. Um, and I've uh, I've dropped uh, Superior Spider-Man and Team Up. Um, I mean, I think anyone reading it has to see that it's pretty mediocre. And you know, in a in a world where there are just too many comics that I want to read, that um, more than I can afford to buy. I want to read, and that one just isn't making the cut. So that one's what going down. Um, just, just nothing happening. It always being boring and mediocre, and not really adding anything to the Superior Spider-Man mythos. Um, uh, I, it seems weird to say I dropped uh, Marvel Knight Spider-Man when only one issue has come out, <laughs> but. Um, you know, I don't I don't uh, do uh, spider satellites every month, so I, I have to find some form to get this off my chest, and I guess recommendations is it. And I would repeat uh, anyone who's said, do not, under any circumstances, buy Marvel Knights Spider-Man number one. Um, uh, not to spoil it, but, like, I think the issue jumped the shark. Oh, what? What? <laughs> oh, what? There's no plot. 
<laughs> well, I was going to ruin that, uh, you know, Madam Web is like, oh, you must solve the riddle of the 99 problems, and like, uh, like suddenly like a Jay-Z soundtrack won. starts uh, playing in my head. But a bitch ain't won. <laughs> and then literally the rest of the, <laughs> the issue is um, Spider-Man having a drug trip. <laughs> literally, it's not, I'm not saying like, this is a story with trippy art or anything like that. I mean, literally... <laughs> The comic is about Spider-Man having a, going into a house, having a drug trip, and nothing happening. Um, wow. And uh, there's, like, exploding dolls. It, it's weird. Oh. And uh, the art is is interesting, but I need a story. I read comics for the stories, and that it does not have one at all. Um, but but uh, on the other hand, I will also, again, repeat Kevin by saying the um, all-new X-Men special that starred that crossover is actually quite good. Um, the art's a little might be a little off putting to some people, but um, and the it is a four ninety nine comic. But the the premise that it's hinting at in the first issue is really interesting, and I um, I hope it is what it seems like they're hinting at because it it's a, it's a it's a cool concept for a story. Um, the train's coming. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I saw uh, Gravity, and I, I really loved it. Ooh, I, I hear that's good. It is good. It's a it's a movie that I, I had one of the few that I'd recommend seeing in 3D because I think it adds a lot. Um, and if uh, anybody hasn't already gone and uh, watched Ch- um, Children of Men by the same director, it's a very underrated movie and very great. That's a, that is a good movie. I've seen. Yeah, that. I like that a lot. It's excellent. It's even it's it's even better than Gravity. Um, and I think that's all I got for now. All right. Uh, what are, let me get my notes up. I've got... I uh, propose that we change the name of this segment from recommendations to recommendations and warnings. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's not bad. Uh, a movie. Uh, I, I like the killer doll Chucky. <laughs> and he, he just released uh, a, a new movie, The Curse of Chucky. And um, it is really good. The last movie was rough, Seed of Chucky, where he had a kid. But this <laughs> one is going back to the horror roots. I, I, have you guys seen the original Child's Play? No. Yeah. Did you, did you guys like it? No. You didn't like the original Chucky? You never it, it freaked me out as a kid, and as an adult, I'm yeah. like, just stop on him. <laughs> anyway, it was really put together well. Uh, it it kind of gave a little kick in the pants to the franchise. This is the sixth movie. Uh, is this the one that they're trying to make off a of Kickstarter, but no one paid for it? No, that was the video game. This is the uh, <laughs> a movie that uh, is just really good. There's a bit of... I, I think there's uh, interesting camera angles. My wife watched it with me, and she liked it too, and she hated the last Chucky movie. But uh, it's really good. It's a direct-to-DVD Released. The other ones have been released to, to theaters. This one is direct to DVD, and this one, I think, is uh, going to uh, so far. Ho- hopefully uh, get them back in theaters because I think it's a very strong entry. If you like any of the Chucky movies, it's kind of horror comedy, etc. So I recommend that. It just came out on Blu-ray and DVD. Breaking Bad finale. All of season five was epic. I recommend it to Josh, and he's really into it. So. Go check that out if uh, you haven't already. I think everybody and his brother has started Breaking Bad after that finale. Uh, I finished the, <laughs> walk, the Walking Dead uh, Telltale video game, where um, it's just very well told. I don't know if anybody, uh, anyone on the panel played this? No. No. Um, it's, it doesn't follow Rick or any of the regular cast members. It's just a new adventure, and it is told so well. And, and uh, it's just humanization of the characters is amazing. For a video game, I was just amazed. And, and so check that out. It, I actually have the disc. You can download the five episodes on your Xbox and PS3, but I have the disc where it's all five episodes. So I finished that. Loved it. I also finished, finally finished the Deadpool PS3 video game. That was awesome too. I highly recommend that video game too. And I, it was twenty nine bucks at Best Buy this past week, so it's getting uh, the price is going down. So that is my final recommendation. Let's go around the horn for final thoughts. Donovan, Happy Halloween! 
see you next time. Keep reading Spider-Man. Kevin, final thoughts? Uh, I can't top Don. <laughs> that's what I'm to hear. Boys and Josh. girls of every age, wouldn't you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see in our town of Halloween. Chris! <laughs> um... Uh, at, at, this, at this hour, it uh, choo choo. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> good night. Well, there you this go. is there early you go. for us. This is like two forty. <laughs>